to Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of The Psychic Wives. I'm Kathy Rumsey. And I'm Ginger Hendry. And I'm Jerry Crobin. And we are very excited to have a special guest with us today. Tim Wallace is here. He is uh, a medical intuitive, though he might actually have a different title. I didn't clarify that before we started, but anyway, Tim, welcome to our podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Say hi to everybody and talk a little bit about uh, what you call yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm, I'm so pleased to be here and, and so honored. Am, am I your first guest? You are not, but ah. you're Sorry. close to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm your first medical intuitive, and that's all yes, you are. <laughs> yes, right. you are. So uh, I am a psychic medium and a medical intuitive. Um, I found my psychic medium skills before I just, before I figured out that I was a medical intuitive. Um, so that's why I call myself, uh, that <laughs> Which yeah. a little more, uh, a little more descriptive, but, uh, that's pretty much what I call myself and my business name. Actually, I call myself Timothy Wallace, PMMI, uh, psychic medium, medical intuitive. That's cool. cool. Covers all the bases. That's very cool. <laughs> and so. Um, Tim, you and I met last summer at a gathering um, in New York. Yes. And you did do a mediumship reading, I believe I watched, and you were, it was, it's, I'm, I'm always, because I'm just beginning doing it in front of people and <laughs> under pressure, as they say, I was, I was pretty floored to, um, see how how well you worked in front of you know basically giving what what's referred to as a platform reading um so that's cool but uh let's talk about the medical intuitive stuff because i'm i'm pretty intrigued by it. i will say i have had a medical intuitive reading in the past from mm -hmm. somebody else um purely because i was curious mm -hmm. um this was years ago and i was blown away by the information that that she received about me and how accurate it was and everything so how do you work well what, what i do is uh i am a former physician's assistant and so what i do is as i'm um, um doing my work as a medical intuitive i i just go through uh my client's body systems in my mind as if i was doing a physical exam um, start, start out with the head, eyes, ears, nose, throat. And as I do that, uh, if there's something going on with my client um, on their head, in their eyes, ears, nose, or throat, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll just feel a little twinge in that area on myself. And then um, we'll start talking about it. And as we talk about it, it starts to, it starts to uh, unwind and, and we kind of figure out what's, what's going on. Cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to back up a couple steps. Um, so you do these readings either in person or on the phone or how, how does it work like logistically? Oh, very good question. I can do them in person and on the phone. Okay. So it's not like you get somebody's information and you, so the way, the way my reading worked was I gave her my name, I think in my age, and then she did the reading on her own. And then we did a call so she could go over her findings basically. Ah, okay. So this is very different. So one other question just to, to tag along with that. Um, I I did the reading purely because I was curious about the whole process. Um, 
generally speaking, why do clients seek you out as an intuitive, as a medical intuitive specifically? You know, I, that's a good question. Um, I would say the majority of people seek me out because they've either been, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, burned by Western medicine or they're afraid of something. Uh, okay. So what I do is, you know, having been, having, having worked in Western medicine for 25 years, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a very good bridge between um, Western medicine and the metaphysical world. And yeah, I'm great. able to feel things, talk things through with them, uh, explain what may or may not be going on and what, what they should expect if they need to go to a regular doctor for this and so on and so forth. Cool. Hey, I have a question about that because I went to a medical intuitive as well, and this is kind of about the reading, and I'm I'm gonna or the the whole process, and and we're we'll have you explain that like how it starts or whatever. But I had, um, and maybe I'm answering that question or should let you, but um, I've done it before too, and beforehand she like like i had a piece of paper that she had me fill out that it was like she wanted to know what's going on with me physically mm -hmm. um and i thought okay um so so i guess that's a question do you know beforehand like if somebody comes and says hey i have heartburn or whatever <laughs> you know do do they or do you want to know nothing because we're all um animal communicators and so and psychics and some of us are mediums and stuff like that we want to know like nothing um, beforehand, how do you feel about that? Do you get information beforehand or, or do you not want information beforehand? I don't want any information yeah. beforehand. Okay. So when I'm done with the scan and we're done talking about what I've come up with, if there's something that I've, I've missed, I'm, I'm more than happy to delve further into that. But okay. up front, I do not want anything. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Makes sense. And well, this I is part of the show where Tim realizes that this podcast is really just for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just ask questions because we're like, this is so cool. And then we forget that we're recording and people are actually listening to this. Well, I love the fact that you are um, a PA prior to. Um, and so I'm really curious about when you're scanning and getting information, like how far into the process before you can really... I'm not going to say diagnose, but figure out what an issue may be. Like, you know, if, if you're feeling one thing and it leads you scientifically, medically towards this, but you're getting something else, like how do you figure out what is intuitive and what might be medically, you know, the issue? That, that, that's a good question, you know, and it's, um, you know, to be honest, it just flows. Um, um, for example, uh, I, I had a client back in November who swore up and down. She's in perfect health. Her doctor said she's fine. There's nothing to worry about. Um, um, you're not going to find anything. And so I'm scanning around her heart and I'm thinking, this doesn't feel right. Why is this working harder than it needs to? You know, do you have high blood pressure? Do you have um, congestive heart failure? Do you have you know, something going on? And she's, oh, no, I'm fine. There's no problem. Um, but I'm going to see my doctor next week. I'll let you know. Um, as it turns out, she has, um, uh, it's not a lot, but a, a little bit of uh, fluid collecting around her heart that mm. needs to be removed. And, and it's just interesting because I, 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 I'll feel it, start talking about what I feel, and then, then things just start coming. So it's interesting you said that. you. So it's almost like you felt that the heart was working harder than it had to. That yes. is cool. And so does that actually manifest in your own body? Uh, I, I, I do feel it, yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Yes, I feel yeah. it. Absolutely. And it's, and it's interesting because I'll, I'll, I'll see, I'll, I'll do a scan on someone who's uh, an athlete and oh my God, <laughs> that heart feels fantastic. You know, and then I'll, I'll do a scan on, you know, a regular person like us and then, you know, it'll feel different. And then when there's somebody who um, has a problem, it will feel, you know, completely different. Well, that's very, that's that really cool. cool. That's really neat. Um, and so, so, so someone comes to you, whether they have some questions or not, and you 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 do you do a scan and you find whatever it is that you find, and then what happens from there? Oh, good question. So basically, what I do once we have some findings, uh, you know, I will I'm a Reiki master as well, so we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll do some uh, some energy healing for them, uh, and then depending on what the findings are during my scan, of course, I always tell folks that this is not a substitute for western medicine this is an adjunct um, and we're here to help you know i can't make a diagnosis and i'm not going to uh pretend in any way shape manner or form that i'm attempting to cure you mm. or that i have an ability to cure you i am a healer but i don't cure people right yeah interesting um so being a Reiki master, so obviously you know the chakras and whatnot. Do you put any of that together in your scan? Like, um, so I tend to, ha I have hip issues mm -hmm. and I also ha happen to have some root chakra stuff. Okay. <laughs> and um, do you tie those things together? Do you, or is it just separate? Like you're just really sticking with the medical piece of it. That's a good question, uh, and it, it and, and the, uh, the funny part of that is that I, I do just the medical part, mm -hmm. uh, and I had someone call me for um, uh, this is back in December call me for um, chakra alignment, um, and to be honest, <laughs> I had no idea what to do for them. <laughs> <laughs> And it sounds silly because I'm a Reiki master, but it's not how my gifts have have manifested. For me. Yes, right, right, right. And and yeah, the chakras are part of part of Reiki, but it's one of those pieces that you don't have to, you know, you can do a Reiki session on someone and not yes know about their chakras and everything. But so, when I do the healing part, I will address their chakras in that area. Mm -hmm. Cool. So um, let's talk about his PA background. I yes. want to know. Yeah. Tell us about your your. How did that happen? PA to in medical intuitive. Well, that's, that's a good question. Uh, well, you know, I was guided uh, and there's no doubt in my mind that I was guided. I, uh, when I was in high school, uh, I was um, well on my way to be going uh, to, 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 to going to medical school. It was no doubt in my mind. I started college as a pre-med major and I was going to be a doctor. Um, got to college and oh, just kind of fizzled out in terms of, uh, I, it just didn't interest me, and I, I don't know why. Uh, so long story short, I graduated from college. I'm uh, working in film and video production. Uh, I find um, um, that the projects that I'm working on that are health-related are the ones that I'm most in tune with and, and, and enjoy and, 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 and like doing. Uh, my I, At this point in time, I've moved to Brooklyn. Uh, I've found my my first boyfriend uh, who lo and behold is in medical school 
<laughs> That's and, how uh, it works. Yes, yes. <laughs> so and, maybe uh, you thought you had to be a doctor to meet him or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> so through him, I found that I was uh, uh, able to handle the information that he was getting in medical school. But more importantly, I was able to handle the pressure. Um, so um, what happened uh, just before? What happened just before I met him? I digress a little bit. I was uh, I was at the doctor's office in in in, uh, in Brooklyn. I had the flu. I didn't feel very well. Uh, this guy comes in. He introduces himself as uh, my name is Jeff. I'm you know doctor so and so's physician assistant. So that's the first I had ever heard of one. So the sarcastic part of my mind said, "What's the matter, pal? You couldn't cut medical school." <laughs> then my intuitive voice kicked in and said, this is what you were born to do. Oh, very yeah. cool. So then uh, a couple months later, I met, I, I meet, I meet my, uh, my boyfriend who's in medical school. And then through him, I found a PA program uh, and got uh, accepted by the skin of my teeth. That's an, that's an entirely, no, that's an entire episode of the show. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, very long story short, I, I was put on the wait list, uh, got accepted into the program the day classes began, did very well. Six months later, found out that I wasn't supposed to be called on that day. The person that called me called me because she was uh, under a lot of pressure and very busy, pulled out the list from her desk and stuck her finger down and landed on my name. There are no talk, talk about meant to be then. Yes. Huh? Yes. yes. And so um, not not to age you or anything, but how long ago was that? Uh, 1992. Oh, okay. 1992. Cool. So um, fast forward to 2017, I, I stopped working as a physician assistant, um, mostly because the, the medical system is so incredibly broken. Mm -hmm. uh, that it was, I, I was just tired of the daily fight, uh, mm. the daily fight with uh, administrators to get some help, the daily fight with insurance companies to pay for a CAT scan or an MRI or a prescription, uh, uh, the daily fight with uh, staff in the office to please do something for me, uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Patients were... Um, I'd say 99% of the patients were fine. Uh, the way things are in life, you know, it's always that 1% that get under your skin and those are the ones you remember the most, but 99% of the patients were fine. Yeah, cool. So, um, so is that, so when was it that the medical intuitive part came into the, to play? Into play. Good question. You know, at some point, as a physician assistant, I, I know it was there and I was using it. I just didn't realize how much. Mm. Um, Can you give us an example of like how you were using it? Yes. Uh, I would, uh, one patient in particular came in with um, uh, some, some fairly um, odd neurological um, neurological symptoms. It just didn't seem to go away and it's, you know, flare up in, in little spots here and there. And it, it just didn't make sense. And so my intuitive voice said, you know, this, this patient has MS. Mm. And so, um, you know, I went to my supervising physician and, you know, I said, I, I feel, you know, this patient has MS and, and then we need to get her an MRI. And so, well, 
how, how, how do you know this so soon? You know, and, and to go through the whole, you know, I, I explained what the symptoms were, but he said, well, you know, they're not going to do an MRI for you because uh, you just don't have enough uh, meat and potatoes in terms right. of what you're finding. Data to back so, it up what you're asking for. Yes. Yeah. So eventually we were able to get her one after some fighting with the insurance company and lo and behold, she had MS. Wow. Wow. Very cool. Was it, it's funny because I'm sure that there are doctors out there who, did you find it though, like a little daunting to, to put yourself out there with the intuitive stuff because of the whole landscape of medical issues and insurance and then there's malpractice like what if you're wrong and all of that it must be a little must have been a little daunting to be it was daunting yes and then and i have to choose my words very carefully uh for the the patient uh that we're talking about i never said i think you have ms right i, I just said you know these are things that you know based on your symptoms you know there are things that we need to make sure that you don't have um, and this may be one of them, um, but we just want to make sure that everything looks good. Yeah. Did and you ever do, did you have, sorry, Kathy, did you ever like, like talk to any of the, the doctors and stuff like about this other piece? Like we call it coming out. Did you come out to them? Uh, a little bit, yeah. not a lot. A that's got to be a, that's got to be a scary thing. Yes. Yes. Uh, we're weird. And to I, tell people that, are not weird. I'm using air quotes for people that aren't watching this. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's got to be uh, rough. So you did a little bit. A little bit, but yeah. not 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 a whole lot. Yeah, uh, not like oh, I just have this thing in my you know, <laughs> the MS popped into my head. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's it's funny though because I think of like the doctors that I've seen in my life and the times that I've had issues or questions about something and I always want and maybe it's because I'm so intuitive myself but it's like I always want their intuitive mm -hmm. what do you think and it, it and it's you know a lot of times I, I had some complications with one of my pregnancies and it was it was scary and it was whatever and but I just remember saying to the I had to see a fetal specialist or something and I remember saying to him he was very he was very um, hesitant to give me his his opinion, so to speak. But I had to word it, word it with, if I were your wife, what would you do? And that was, he was able to open up because I could tell that there was a piece he was holding on to of, I have to stick to the medical line. I have to stick to what I know is appropriate to say to a patient and what is not appropriate to say as far as I don't want to be held responsible for blah, blah, blah. But I was able to get to him by saying, if I were your wife, what would you do? Would you go and, you know, whatever? And I got the answer that not necessarily was looking for, but that I needed to hear to go, okay, I can, I can grasp this now. Yes. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because in my heart, uh, a good doctor knows his gut and trusts his gut. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing. And that, you know, it's, it's really like the, the, um, one of the reasons that we started this, this podcast and we're putting this out there is we're all born, <clears throat> we're all born with really good intuition that we are then taught to tamp down and tamp down and tamp down. And depending on our upbringing, 
close it off completely. But yeah, if you can listen to your gut, mm -hmm. yeah. it, it can save you a lot of, you know, screwing around with other things. If you just go, what did my gut say? Kind of thing. So. And coming from a patient, from the patient side, um, it makes all the difference in the world to me dealing with a doctor that isn't just clipboard in front of her hand, check, 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 but, but saying, I really think this and I really, and, and it, you, I feel more comfortable because it's like they're more human as opposed to robotic um, in, in that. I know we're kind of getting away from our, our train here, but, um, but yeah, I think that, that using that, that intuition um, is, is, is key. So when you decided to go, how did you do it? You just, I'm out of here. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, you know, the, the universe works in, 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 in funny ways and, and it, yeah. it led me to being a physician assistant and it was screaming at me when it was time to leave. No. Um, and, uh, no, and, and I wasn't hearing it loudly enough. And it, so, uh, so it gets louder. <laughs> no, one way it got loud was, you know, where I was working in Philadelphia, there was a, a middle school behind the building where uh, I worked. Uh, and one day the kids from the middle school decided it was time to have, have a riot in our parking lot. And so yeah. they jumped up and down on our cars. Uh, oh my God. I, I know. And I always took, um, uh, I always, did my best to park away from the building um, because I, I'm a car guy, you know, and I tried to, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't want people with, I, I, I don't want people opening up their doors and yeah. you know, giving me dents and so on and so forth. But because I parked my car where it did, it sustained the most damage and the universe oh. was screaming at me because um, my employer um, had uh, said they couldn't do anything about it. Wow. So that was one clue. Another clue was, I think it was in the same year, I had um, one of the administrators come down uh, to congratulate me and to talk to me about uh, the raise that, 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 that I was getting uh, based upon my years of, um, you know, my years of experience. And so from here on out, I was going to be getting X amount of money per hour, or X amount of money per, per paycheck or whatever. However, the, um, that was a pay cut. Oh. <laughs> Yes. yes, it wasn't a big pay cut. It was like, it, it, it was, in, in the end, it, it, it turned out to be like maybe $5, $10 a paycheck. But in the end, you know, the administrator was presenting this to me as a pay raise. That's a great thing. It was so yeah. clueless that they didn't realize that it was a pay cut. Wow. So that was wow. the universe screaming at me as well. Yeah. But, but in the end, when I didn't listen to that, um, <laughs> I, I had, let's see, about almost about two years ago on a Friday night, uh, I uh, drove home. Uh, I was getting out of my car here in the garage. Um, the uh, heated seat cover in, uh, in, in my car uh, became partially undone while I was driving and I didn't know it. So I'm climbing out of the car and I'm showing you my um, titanium coffee cup here. I'm, I'm climbing out of the car with my titanium coffee cup in my hand. The, the hook from the heated seat cover gets caught in my shoe pulls my leg out from underneath me. I drop this on the cement floor, fall on top of it and break my hip. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. So, 
<laughs> so uh, yes, that was the universe. Um, uh -huh. It took me out of commission for about seven weeks. So um, here's a message to everybody listening. Listen the first time. Yes. Yeah. First time. Don't wait for the two by four to the head to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Or to the hip. Yeah. Or to the hip. Yeah. Seven years later when I went, seven years, I'm sorry, seven weeks later when I went back, I went back to an office where the uh, culture had changed significantly. Uh, suddenly they were going to be merging with another hospital system. Anyone that had been there for a significant period of time was now had a target on their back because we cost them more money, mm. wages, benefits, so on and so forth. Uh, I had been assigned a uh, productivity coach, so to speak, who would show up at strange <laughs> times, start making odd ac accusations. Um, so in the end, um, one Friday, she chose to, to tell me that I was being unprofessional over something that I had brought up to the manager uh, regarding a patient that was uh, inappropriately scheduled for me. And mm -hmm. so uh, for, that was the uh, straw that broke the camel's back. And mm -hmm. so I said, well, okay, so if I'm being profession unprofessional, um, I'll, you know, in my mind, I'm saying, I'll show you what unprofessional is. <laughs> 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 you know, so, you know, at the time I was two hours behind, there's a waiting room full of patients. Um, I'm being told I'm unprofessional. And so I um, turned off my laptop, brought it back to my desk, uh, came back with uh, my ID and my um, keys to the building. I said, um, this makes it official. Yeah. Walked out. Wow. Wow. And here and we how are. did that feel? <laughs> um, <laughs> very surreal, to tell you the truth. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, it's uh, but you know, um, uh, it's, it's not something I regret doing in any way, shape, yeah. manner, or form. You know, I really wish I had listened to the universe. Um, you know, yeah. Before the and pandemic. did you go ahead and just right away say, "Hey, this is what I want to do: medical intuitive stuff," and like you know, hang a shingle or or? No, I was I wasn't quite aware of the medical intuitive stuff uh, until uh, I would say a, a month or so later. Uh, mm -hmm. What I did was I was doing a reading for. Uh, for a friend of a friend, uh, at the end of the reading, uh, the psychic medium reading, we had some time. So I said, hey, let's do a body scan. Um, so I did a body scan, uh, you know, got to, did the body scan, got to her breasts, realized there was something going on there. And my question to her was, you know, have you been skipping your mammograms over the last X number of years? And she said, Yes, I really need to go. And I said, yes, you really, yes, you really need to go. Oh, uh, it turned out to be stage four uh, breast cancer. She is now cancer-free. Yay. Uh, awesome. um, and a hundred percent healthy. But um, uh, so that's sort of what made me realize the medical intuitive thing was uh, real and accurate and something I needed to do. So yeah. I love that you did that because it ties into what, you know, like, what did you just say, Ginger, before about like, don't wait till it gets bigger or whatever. But here's the thing on both sides, we're getting hit with these two by fours to get out of bad situations or I shouldn't say whatever situations that are not the best for us. And we're getting two by fours to get into, I mean, that's a, that's a two by four, Tim, like mm -hmm. to, to like, dude, you're gifted at this. You can help people with this. Here's your sign. Yes. Kind of thing. Absolutely. Because that's Absolutely. amazing. That's it is. Amazing. We don't always trust ourselves. And then we're fearful of making the wrong choice. So we get stuck. We don't listen to it until the fire gets bigger and the fire gets bigger and the universe is done and you get the two by four. So. Yes. 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 You know, and it explains a lot too. I, I had um, 
uh, a large amount of patients that would come in and it seemed like they were coming for no reason. And I would ask them, you know, why are you here? And their answer was because you make me feel better. Uh, that's awesome. You know, and in, in the Western medicine world, that didn't make any sense. You know, right. I, I, and, and shouldn't it be that we come to people like you proactively? Yes. Do you, do well, you know and, so, I mean? and, and so that's going to bring me to another question about your business now and, and what you're doing. When, when you get a client, do you, do you anticipate seeing that client more than once? How does that work? Like, say you see someone who's just, maybe they have some, you know, my husband would be a great example of, um, I'm perfectly healthy. I haven't been to the doctor in a couple of years, <laughs> but I'm perfectly healthy. But somewhere they might have an inkling of, something and they come see you is it like a one-off like they come see you you give them a body scan and they you give them some direction on on like next steps or how does that work no it varies from from client to client um for the most part what's been happening is people come to see me i give them a scan uh, we talk about what's going on and then we have uh, uh you know, they go see the regular doctor and, and get things uh, taken care of that need to be taken care of in, in, in the Western way. Uh, you know, if someone has uh, some issues that I can handle for them um, in terms of uh, you know, joint pain, um, things like that, I'll, I'll see them, um, you know, I'll see them numerous times. But for the most part, it's, it's, it's uh, I see folks once and they'll, um, and I don't see them again, although I'd prefer to see them more than once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, to me, it seems like a, like, you know, you go to your regular doctor checkup and a certain amount, and like, so why not do this? You know what I mean? Because I really do feel that um, things show up sooner in a situation like this, maybe, than they are mm -hmm. going to show up on a test. Yes. You know, so an MRI or, a, you know, blood um, work or whatever. I was curious, Tim, to see if if you have follow up with people, have you found that maybe you're ahead of something you, that, you know, let's say you pick up something that person doesn't feel at that time, but it turns out that there is an issue that you're, you know, that you're seeing it kind of before it develops or at the beginning of it being developed. That, that, like was the MS question. one of those? Or? The MS was one of those for sure. Um, the MS was one of those for sure. And then uh, there's another case back when I was a PA, there was someone with uh, lupus as well, uh, who presented with an odd rash. And um, you know, it wasn't even my patient, one of the doctors brought me into the room and said, you know, this is an odd rash. What do you think this is? You know, lupus. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, really? What makes you think that? Well, you know, it's, uh, I, you know, I was, he was a good friend, so I could say if, you know, it looks and feels like lupus to me, but if it was anyone else, I wouldn't be able to say that. Um, right. Um, that also leads to how do, how do you receive information? Like, do you see things, do you feel things, is your attention brought to a certain, do you feel it, you, you had said before, you do feel in your body. Yes, if I'm doing a body scan, I'll feel in my body that there's okay. something going on. Uh, when I was working as a PA, uh, I would... Uh, I would hear, okay, uh, because I, I was already my my. I, I would imagine I, I wouldn't feel what the other patient, what the other person was feeling, but I, I would hear what was going on. Uh, so now that I'm doing scans, I'll I'll feel it instead. Okay, 
And does does information come through like when you're doing a psychic a psychic medium reading for someone and obviously you have you're doing a psychic medium reading and they want a mediumship reading but you're sitting across from a person is it the case where sometimes about the person sitting across from you that you're just like oh how's your neck doing like i feel something does it ever just happen i guess you'd say unintentionally right or can you keep them separated like for for me, it, it it it's separated. It's separate uh, because it's a different energy that you're using and a different vibration. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Very cool. So, if have you have you had any experience with? Um, I have a friend right now who who has um, a a really rare, untreatable form of cancer, and he's, I think he's stage four right now, and he's doing some experimental stuff because it's all he can do. Um, is there any benefit to someone like that seeing you and do you know what I mean? Like, um, I would say, I would say absolutely. Because first and foremost, it clearly cannot hurt. Yeah. It right. Yeah. Yeah. It can only help. And basically what we do as, as healers is you now we're not the ones doing the healing. The clients are the healers. So mm -hmm. basically what we do is we, uh, we create the environment or, or hold the vibration in the area where the illness is so that the client can heal. Yeah, you're facilitating the healing. Yes. That's very, very cool. cool. Very cool. Um, awesome. Well, I'm trying to think if there were any questions that I missed or any questions, Jerry or Ginger, that you guys wanted to ask Tim. No, it's so funny because I'm, I, I could... I could talk about this all day long, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, what about that? Oh, what about that? So, um, no, I just, I, I love this. I love that you're on here, Tim, because I, I do, I don't think people know that this exists. Right. Do you know what I mean? That there is an alternative and it's not even just that there's alternatives because some people would look at this as like a complete alternative, but there's also such a great thing about, you know, working together you know, working together, um, you know, I'm, I have a little, little medical thing going on in my life right now. And it's, I have to be doing Western medicine stuff. I have to, I don't have a choice, but at the same time, I am, I'm working with my Reiki master and I'm doing sound therapy and I'm doing like, you know, all this other stuff because that makes me feel good it makes me feel in control and it makes me feel a little bit more in control and it makes me feel like I'm doing everything that I can be doing. And, I, and so I just love that we're, we're getting this out there because I, I guarantee you people are medical intuitive. What the heck is that? I love it too, because I think it works in partnership. Like, you know, I had some, a, a situation several years ago, it turned out to be adrenal fatigue, but nobody could kind of put their finger on it. And had I, let's say, visited with you, and if it was something that you would, would have been able to more quickly see, then I would, because you keep going to the doctor, I don't feel well. And, you know, they're doing all kinds of tests. And, and they're just doing the tests, like, it's not, that, it's not yeah. that, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. And you're like, I'm not crazy. I don't feel well. Um, so it, I, I love that partnership. And I also love that you have the medical background, because I think, you know, draw a, a quick conclusion or a quick parallel to animal communication, um, feeling is kind of my strongest sense. So I do pick up when we are doing a body scan things on animals, but sometimes I, I, I pick it up and I say it, but I don't really know how it relates. I, I, I did one one time for somebody who asked their dog had a seizure and it was months earlier and they never figured out what seizure was from. And so she asked me and I said, my feeling was that everything had sort of risen in the body and needed to break. 
and once it broke, it, it was done. But I don't know really what, what that was. I forget how I actually phrased it. And she said, that's what the vet said. <laughs> but it was blood sugar. They thought he had a blood sugar spike, um, which set off a seizure. And so they changed his diet. And instead of eating once a day, he was eating three or four times a day. I mean, they did other things and he was fine. But I didn't know what kind of what I was saying. So I love that you have the background. So when you feel or get a knowing that you, you're able to, to know what that might be related to, as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, again, it's super cool. It's that combination of both, you know, both sides of, of the equation that, that amps up your services even more because you can work uh, with the, the two of them together. So I just, right. I just absolutely love that. Yeah, and, and, your, and your knowledge of the, the medical stuff is, is even more. But it, it's funny, I was just at a a workshop, a mediumship workshop with um, John Holland and Joe Scheel. And John took out, uh, um, you know, we were learning from both of them, but he took out a, a diagram of a, of a human and then all their organs. And he's like, here's the thing. I really recommend you learn the organs of the human body and where they are. So when you get that sensation of, oh, it feels like it's here, you'll know what here is spleen or kidney or liver or something exactly. like that. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm always yeah. like, it's in my abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Well, this has been awesome, and and we're gonna. Um, so Kathy brought this up um, last week, and we thought it was brilliant. So full disclosure, we are totally stealing this from Inside the Actor Studio. So if you've all ever watched Inside the Actor Studio, at the very end, they ask a um, a bunch of questions. So. Um, we just thought it would be fun, and Tim is um, our first victim in asking these <laughs> questions. So, um, yeah, we stole them. So here we go. Um, so, and I, but I think a lot of them really relate to us, the psychic wives and the people that we connect with, and healers and energy workers, etc. So, what was your religious um, or spiritual upbringing in life? Were you were you religious at all? What was your well, you know, it's interesting because uh, my parents weren't particular, particularly religious. You know, we uh, we went to church, you know, rarely. Um, my father, my mom, they were both. My father was Episcopal, my mom was Lutheran. Uh, so we went to. Uh, Sunday school as we went to the Lutheran church for Sunday school. Um, so interestingly enough, the, um, um, I, I I always, even as a young kid, I identified myself as being spiritual. I knew I was spiritual. I didn't buy this uh, um, fire and brimstone stuff that was yeah. being you know, <laughs> man-made religion. Yes, yes, because it, yeah. it, it just didn't make any sense. How can I, you know, I'm sitting there in church as a young kid, thinking, you know, I'm going to hell, but I haven't, you know, uh, but I haven't done any of these things that they just, they're sending me to hell because of who I am, not not because of anything I've done. It doesn't right. make sense. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense that a loving God would do that to anybody. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, so funny story. Uh, the, the, the church that, uh, that, uh, that I went to as a kid uh, has, uh, is, is now a bed and breakfast. The, the church itself um, <laughs> holds that it's now a bed and breakfast. And uh, rumor has it that it is owned by an icon in the gay pornography uh, industry. Yes. Uh, so I think that's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. That's hysterical. <laughs> I love that. Okay. If you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive, who would you choose? That's a hard question. That's a hard question. And yeah. my answer, believe it or not, is Harry Truman. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, 
mostly because uh, you know he was in a very unusual position. You know, Franklin Roosevelt died. Roosevelt died at the end of World War II. Uh, suddenly, he had to take over, uh, and he had no idea what was really going on in terms of the yeah. atomic bomb. Uh, what what plans were being laid before? Um, uh, you know being laid in and how we were going to handle um, post-war Europe, uh, how things were going to be divided up. Um, you know, I'm not really interested in military stuff at all, but, but just in terms of what he had to. The situation, to the situation. Yes. Yeah. That's um, interesting. Absolutely amazing. Interesting. Okay. What profession other than your own, would you like to attempt? I would like to attempt being a carpenter. A carpenter. Yes. Okay. And what profession would you absolutely not like to attempt? Well, it's kind of cheating when I say this, but I would like, I would not like to be a primary care doctor. You've seen that side of things. Yes. Okay, last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I would be extremely happy if I heard him say, you've done your job well. Mm. awesome oh that's good i welled up a little bit right there <laughs> that's awesome yeah. awesome well tim it has been so great um talking to you because you're lovely to talk to and learning more about what you do for those listeners out there who are interested we will have tim's uh website info and everything on our website which is the psychicwives.com uh just a reminder our podcasts come out every Monday. You can catch them on our website or on Apple Podcasts. You can just search for The Psychic Wives. So thank you again, Tim. It was great to have you with us. Thank oh, my you absolute so pleasure. Much, Tim. Yeah, this was really, really um, super great. And um, yeah, we're probably all going to be Falling. Hooking up with you too, <laughs> you know, like, hey, right. this really is just about us, I'm saying. It really is just about the three of us, you know. <laughs> so, well, yes. Thank you all, all right, very everyone, much. So thank you so much, and we'll, uh, you'll be hearing from us again next week. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you.